Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, what's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guidance servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's doing fantastic on this terrific, terrific Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday, so I hope you've had an amazing day. I hope you've had a fantastic week. We're wrapping it up, heading into the weekend, heading into a freaking fabulous Friday, so we're very excited about that. So uh, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about something that came up for me the other night. Hey there, Jill Dennis. Um, following our men's group Monday night. Hello, Mimi. And... Um, it wasn't till later, but the men's group, I, I shared shared that with you guys that, or maybe it was a Facebook post I did that I had five guys come over and just doing some processing, some some male processing on the, the male experience. And the, the topic was around um, who was your father? Because your what are your blueprints for being a husband and being a and being a father? Because your father provided you with those blueprints for being a husband, and being a father. So everyone went went around and shared, and you know a lot of guys in the group have have uh, have had quite a bit of trauma around their father figures, and I think that that's probably pretty common for most men in society. Um, we culturally we have a tendency you know to to portray the macho male i think our president right now is a great example of portraying the macho um don't be emotional you know tough as nails chauvinistic asshole male figure and i think that that gets perpetuated in our society to the point that we don't share. We men as men, we don't share feelings. Hey, Brenda, we don't share feelings, and we hold them in and we stuff them, and it causes a lot of of challenges and problems. Well, after the men's group, which was fantastic, m me and my partner in crime, Mr. Harold, I've, Mr. Harold, been on daily dose before. He was my first one of my first treatment home parents, he and his wife, Edna, were my first treatment home parents in Virginia. And, and they are, we've continued to work together and they're out here in California with me. But uh, we were sitting around and we were talking. And because I started off by sharing about my dad. My dad, you know, is the, is the best male, the best male figure that I've ever known. He's the best man I've ever known. Um, he was a hardworking man. And uh, he was consistent, and he was loyal, and he was committed to his family. Uh, on the flip side, he was violent. He was, you know, he could be, he could, he hit, and we got whipped, and, you know, he hit and could be loud and, and verbally abusive and, and unkind in that manner. But that, that part of him, that parenting part of him, came from the way he was parented and it came from his imprints for what he thought he needed to do to mold his children into the best possible citizens he didn't he was not abusive or violent because he was a mean man um, he was abusive and violent because he was scared that if he didn't do that because that's what his conditioning was that we'd turn out a certain way now 
And I think that's what a lot of parents do. We parent the way we're parented, but we're always doing it from a, a perspective of stress and fear. And then we don't realize we're actually creating more stress and fear in the process of practicing stress and fear. It's interesting that we don't realize that, but if I, the way I treat you is based in stress and fear. The problem is we don't realize that we are treating our children from a behaving towards our children from an emotional place of stress and fear. So we don't realize that those are the seeds that we are sowing in our children. And then they become older. They operate from stress and fear. And we wonder why. Well, that's that flip side. But the other side of, of my father and my experience with my father is that he was the hardest working man I've ever met. And I was telling Harold, I was talking to Harold about, um, about my dad and I just, you know, I just, this emotion of, of missing him came up, this emotion of sadness. And I said, Harold, you don't understand. Like, like we're like in this beautiful environment and doing this amazing work with these great people. And this has been my life for 20 years. I mean, my, my, I've been able to create the life that I want to live. It's my life by design. And so it's, you know, it's not without its challenges, of course, but it is a peaceful life. And when I compare that to my father, the man who raised me, he, and that's why I said to Harold, I said, my dad went to work every single day for 35 years in a rock quarry, in a rock pit. He went to work every single day, five days a week, sometimes six, and he moved rock and he did it all day long and that's all he did. And I thought, oh my gosh, compared to what our life is now, he made that possible. His commitment and his, his hard work and his loyalty and his honesty to his family made it possible for me to, to be able to do the things that I do now. He planted those seeds for me. And so one of the things that I wanted the men in the group to understand, and I want you all to understand, I really want you guys to think about this through the weekend because we talk a lot about trauma and we talk a lot about, you know, the trauma you've been through as children because we've all gone through trauma. But what we don't spend enough time doing is honoring the fact that those same individuals that may have you know, been abusive towards you in some, some form or fashion, those same individuals that may have abandoned you, they may not have ever even been in your life, those same individuals that you grew up being fearful of, craving and desiring their love, in all this, this framework of negativity that you want to paint around them, because we have a great tendency to do that, those same individuals made you who you are today. There's nothing that you would be doing today in your life if it wasn't for that individual, good or bad. And you have to understand. And, and I, for me, this is really a, a, it is a matter of God's grace and God's will and God's divinity that the bad things that happen to us happen for a reason and we don't understand them. And sometimes we'll die not understanding them. But I can guarantee you that nothing you've been through or gone through would have, would have, prepared you differently for where you are right now. Everything you've gone through, everything you've been through has prepared you perfectly for where you are right now. And 
many of you raising difficult, challenging children, traumatized children, had it not been for your experience as a child, you would not be in an emotional place worthy and capable of parenting the children that you're parenting right now. And Tony Robbins said it best because he had a really rough childhood. He said, if I blame my mom and my dad for all of the bad things that happened in my life, I also have to blame them for every good thing that happens. Now think about that. If you're gonna blame someone, if you're gonna be a victim to someone for the bad things that happen, and I'm, I'm telling you, and it can be really bad, if you're gonna blame them, then you also have to blame them for all the good things that happen. Because you are a byproduct of some, some, in some form or fashion of that individual. And you may say, I'm nothing like my parent. That's a perfect example. Because whatever, whatever role that parent held in your life, they created contrast opposite to what you wanted to do. So you went to the complete opposite. But had you not had that parent, that role, that role figure in your life, you wouldn't have known what that contrast was. So you could have spun, you know, spun to the other pendulum. And I've, I've mentioned this before, as far as with the raising of the parenting of my own children, you know, when Michaela, who's 24 now, when she was two years old and I swatted her on the butt, I was in the middle, we were in the middle of graduate school, you know, and her mom and I were, were bickering early one morning and Michaela was walking around naked. She's a little hippie kid. I've always been a little bit of a hippie. She's walking around naked and, and she's standing, literally standing right between her mom and I. And her mom was ironing. I still see it, you know, clear as day. I still see it because her, her mom passed away five years ago. And still think about her and miss that woman. Uh, she was a, a great woman. And so I'm so thankful for her because she, she gave me a, an amazing daughter. But Michaela was standing between us. She was about 18 months old. She started peeing. This is 7 o'clock in the morning. I was about to go to school. And so I immediately picked Michaela up. I said, you don't pee. You don't pee on the floor, you pee on the potty. And I pop, swatted her on her butt. And I carried her in the bathroom and I set her on the toilet. Now, that action for me was the most natural thing ever because that's the way I was parented. I was parented with that firm hand. I was parented with that, with that verbal force. You know, you don't do this and whop. You know, if it would have, if that would have been, if that had been my dad, I'd have got several whops, you know, on the butt. And then I, so I swatted her once on the butt and I set her down um, on the toilet and I was standing over her. I said, you don't pee on the floor. Pee goes in the potty. And I'm standing up, you know, I'm six foot one. And um, she looked at me and she had the biggest crocodile tear welled up in just this one eye. It was her right eye. And it just started streaming right over her little plump cheek, just streamed over her little cheek down her face, and I just melted. I just melted right there in that moment, and I, I got down on my knees in front of her. She's still sitting there on the toilet, naked as a jaybird, and I said, honey, I am so sorry. Daddy is so sorry he will never hit you again. And I meant it, and I never did. I never even had an inkling, an inkling to physically harm my children after that. And by, you know, Michaela's, um, Michaela's 
almost 10 years older than Marley. So by the time Marley came along, you know, I was fully into the love-based parenting model. When Mar when Michaela was a baby, I had not a clue. But the reality is, is in that moment, because of the experience that I had had growing up and the empathetic connection I had to Michaela and my lack of trauma, because see, my dad was, was raised in a really rough place his father was an alcoholic, and then he was in Vietnam. He was a veteran. He had severe post-traumatic stress disorder. So he had so many things going against him. But my lack of trauma, comparative to his experience, allowed me to swing to the other end of the pendulum. This is when I'm 22 years old, 23 years old. You know, it, it's I swung to the whole other side of the continuum, the pendulum to the continuum, and then I decided I was gonna do something different. I didn't know what that different was, but I knew I was gonna do something different. But I would not have had that experience, and I may not be here today if it wasn't for the man in my life. And I'm saying the man in my life because that was our conversation. Obviously, you all know I love my mother, and she's had probably the most profound impact on my life above and beyond anyone else. But I just wanna, I just wanna share that about my father, and I wanna encourage you all no matter what you've gone through, I want, you to, I want you to really think about what are the characteristics of your parents that you haven't honored enough that you know they gave you? Because they were great people. Because had they not been great people, you wouldn't be here with Big Papa right now. Because they were great people, in whatever way that they are, they made you, and you're great. And I wanna be thankful for your parents, even, even for the stuff that they could have done so much better. And I want to forgive your parents today. I want to forgive your parents for any transgressions they, they passed upon you, for, for any slights they passed, any abuses, any traumas that you experienced at their hands. I want to forgive them right now because I want to forgive that part of you, that, that part of you that blames yourself for that experience. And I just want to tell you that that part of you is beautiful and precious. It's beautiful and precious, and it's just something that needs to be honored. It's something that needs to be honored because it's a part of you that's going to allow you to co continue being just amazing and and um, enlightened and aware and such a beautiful person, little fly hanging around. So anyway, that's all. I just wanted to share that with you guys. Hope that's helpful for someone. Hope that reaches out and touches someone. Remember, guys, in any in any situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm, or we can stop, we can take three to 10 deep breaths, and we can choose love. And let me tell you, when I was sharing that story with my friend Harold, it was probably 10 o'clock at night, and I'm standing up because I've I get animated, right? I was standing up and I was telling him how much I miss my dad and the emotion came up and I just boohooed. I just let it, I just let it come out. And I just wanna just really want to encourage you guys to just get okay with those emotions get because it's just energy it's just that's all it is get okay with that energy that's coursing through your body and learn to let it go when it needs to be let go and learn to honor it when it needs to be honored so that's it guys big papa loves you god bless each and every one of you hope you have a fantastic evening if you haven't gotten your copy of from fear to love please do so and i keep trying to remember that link christy put the the trauma-informed certification course out. I want to make sure everyone has an opportunity to, to engage with that because it's a very powerful eight-hour course. So I'll, I'll try to find that again um, for you tomorrow. So I hope you guys have a fantastic evening and um, we'll see you tomorrow.